0: Hello and welcome to SGTV. Today we are joined by Stephanie Ward and we're going to be talking about women in the trades. So Stephanie, thank you for joining us today.
1: No, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice to get you on the show. Um, So yeah, as I said at the start, we're we're going to be talking about women in the trades. Um, We've touched on this subject sort of briefly here and there with various guests we've had on the show, Uh, but I want to sort of go a bit more a bit more into it today so um, my first question to you is do you think there are less women in the industry due to fewer opportunities or perhaps that some women may not think that being an electrician is actually an opportunity a possibility for them?
1: Yeah absolutely so for me um, it was definitely not something that was I ever thought I could do just because it wasn't pushed at school and on these enterprise days and stuff like that it wasn't it wasn't the norm Um, and I think we need to push to make it normal yeah there's a lot more women in the industry now than there was before but there's still not enough we're still such a minority so yeah I think it's the opportunities and it's it's the awareness as well
0: so let's talk about the opportunities so do you think that the that people may be Sort of discriminating against women or I don't know. I'd like your opinion.
1: Um for me, I've not experienced this much. Um I've had the odd um rejection that just says you're not the right fit for the job, or so but generally I've not had much discrimination face to face. But I think it is a factor. Um I know I I do I hear other stories um, of other people on Instagram and stuff saying that they've had a really bad situation and they've like this has happened or and um, they've definitely been discriminated against within the industry and um, for me that's not happened um, but I've been quite cautious about the jobs that I apply for and stuff like that because always conscious them in your mind and um, you don't want people to think that um, and you almost make yourself a little bit vulnerable, I think, um, in that situation. So, But I think if you just got a head in there, open arms, and you just literally just you go in there with no hesitations, you don't see yourself as vulnerable, then I think the lads will just treat you as any other. Do
0: you, you think a lot of it is confidence?
1: For me, yeah, and in, in my experience, definitely. I think I probably taught myself out of it more than, more than it's actually shown. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong, you get the odd comment, um, but I just brush it under the carpet because it's, it's not normal. And I, I know I shouldn't brush it under the carpet, but it's, at the end of the day, we need to change that stigma. We're in a man's world, but it shouldn't be a man's world. It should be a fair opportunity and equality.
0: Yeah, the, the equal opportunity for all, no matter. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, what, what about the, the awareness side of things? So I'll ask you, for, sort of first of all, what what sort of brought your attention to, to being an electrician?
1: Um, so my father-in-law's an electrician. So okay. I was quite fortunate um, that he sort of took me through my training. But even, like when I was first initially into it, we went to an open day at college. And he said, right, we're going to wait a year because we need to get you better than the boys before you start because he was aware of obviously the discrimination that could potentially be there. So he didn't want me to be in a position where I was a target. So we got me up to scratch and they ended up finishing level two top of the class um, and uh, getting an outstanding award for level two, which was absolutely amazing. Um, And I was the only female, well, there's only three of us that got distinction. Obviously I was the only female that got distinction as well in, in level two practical, which I'm, I'm taken to this day. I will take that to my grave. I got that. So I earned it. So, so yeah, but he made sure that obviously we, I, I knew what I needed to know before I started. So I was a little bit ahead of the game when I went to college, but he just didn't want me to, to be that target.
0: But, I mean, although he's sort of inspired you to do it, it's you who's... Got the it's you who had the drive to learn and apply that enthusiasm and everything. And this is something I've been banging on about a lot lately because I've been hearing it from more and more people, even employers, all different areas of the industry, saying how attitude is the biggest key. Whether it's in college, whether it's people applying for jobs, whether it's actually being on the job, attitude sort of trumps knowledge of the job because you can teach you can teach the job. But having the attitude to learn that and be willing and knock on doors, that's the big one that I'm hearing about at the moment. And it's good to hear, you know, you people, younger people, older people, everyone across the board. It seems to be the same formula, which is good to hear.
1: No, absolutely. You just got to you just got to go for it. And I think I do hear from a lot of women that um, they, well, women in generally, I think because they have to prove something, the, the attitude is like second to none. Whereas I find some of the younger lads, potentially, they've been pushed into it by their parents. It's not something they're passionate about necessarily. Um, Whereas, obviously, for us women, we've made that choice. And it is something that we want to do. It's not something that, oh, we'll just do that because we can. It's, well, we've made that choice because we want to do it and we're passionate about the career choice that we've chosen.
0: Yeah, that sort of leads me on to my next question in a way. I mean, you've already said that your father-in-law sort of got you inspired into it. Um, And I was going to say a lot of people, a lot of people I speak to in particular, they get into the industry because they're inspired by someone, whether that's watching someone on YouTube, whether it's their their dad. I know a lot of younger, younger lads, for example, the dad has pushed them into becoming a Sparky. Um, So for you, do you think it was mainly your father-in-law or did you have other influences that sort of thought, oh, yeah, that's, that's what I want to do?
1: It was, it was solely him. Um, it wasn't something I ever considered. And then because I was in retail before, um, I was just you just get, go to go to work. You don't really come home and think you've had a, like, a good you've made an impact on someone or done something amazing. You just go to work nine to five or whatever it is and you come home. But as soon as I started working with him, because I was only working a couple of days a week with him just casually while working alongside my full time job. It was just like I put the effort in because he inspired me to, to to carry on and to continue. He basically turned around to me and said, "If you want to learn, I'll teach you. If you don't, don't worry about it. Like yeah. we'll just carry on and you'll just go fetch tools for me, clean up, and everything."
0: I love but that. I made the
1: choice. Yeah. So
0: I love that because it's not he's not being pushy, saying nah. here, you know, if, if you want, and and I think that's an important thing. I think if you push someone and force them to do it, you're gonna get. Do you gonna get them pushing back and they might not enjoy it, they might not be enthusiastic. But if you sort of say, look, if you want me, I'll help you. If not, fine, there's no right or wrong answer here. So I like that. I like that method yeah. of teaching. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And that that comment will stick with me for the rest of my life. And I've said it to so many people before, like it was he wasn't gonna push it on me, but he knew that he needed to get me up to a certain standard in order to succeed, and which he obviously did. <laughs>
0: Do you think that will stick with you in terms of if ever when 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 you when you know several years into the industry that you might be training apprentices and or or, or people coming from different parts of the industry? Do you think that sort of method will stick with you?
1: Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And you'll you'll feel I think you'd feel more enthusiastic about it because you've got that inner sort of inspiration to keep you. To
1: keep yeah, you going. you've got that fire almost, haven't yeah. you? To. To sort of encourage others, or or have the same mentality as that. So yeah, i I've, I've doubt that would, that comment will forever stick with me.
0: Do you think? Um, I know we're in we're in an age of information now. You've got YouTube and all these different channels, um, and you, we're seeing a lot of female sparks on, on on YouTube, such as Karen Boom, Amy. There's there's loads of them now, which is great. Um, do you think that? Um, Well, I'm going to ask, does that inspire you? And do you think it will inspire another generation of females? Well, not even female sparks, just anyone.
1: Yeah, I think um, especially Amy, she is doing an absolute phenomenal job um, inspiring others, talking to others about their journeys um, and everything like that. I think, Um, yeah, she's just absolutely brilliant. Um, And her Instagram's amazing. And she's just completely real about it. Um, and she's always really open about her situation as well, which is, I think, important. Cat, um, I remember the first time I, I've heard about Karen. I think she was uh, on the Fits competition, yeah. um, and then, but she's always there to um, to give advice, or if we need a, like a, a reg that we're not quite sure about, or she's always there for advice if we ever need her. So. So no, absolutely, but there's so many out there that are just inspiring and they're just absolutely smashing the industry.
0: Yeah. What do you think it is that inspires people? When when you I think when you look at people on the internet, you can it can be you can be drawn into I take Instagram for example, like your influencers, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think people in general can be drawn into that for the, the money, the 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 recognition, fame, whatever you want to call it. But when you're looking at sparkies, you're talking about a very grounded industry where you're not flashing cash, you're not on a on a yacht somewhere, you know, taking selfies, that kind of thing. So what do you think it is that sort of draws people in for, for seeing people like Karen or anyone on on YouTube?
1: I think it's the satisfaction of um, having something like working and I think with it, especially with electrics, I think, for me, I get a buzz off something working, or you know, you've done a nice job and everything like that. You can see your progress, whereas other jobs aren't necessarily like that. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's hard graft and you get filthy. And but you know what? Like no one out there is gonna like keep clean because you see, you see everyone. Um, there's the a new um, trainee Sparky. Um, jen the spark she's called and she's just started her training recently and she was covered in dust and she did not care at all and she was like full-on putting it on instagram and you know what just you're not afraid to get your hand like get your hands dirty at all you just get you just jump straight in um and i think that i think that's it like often girls are perceived as these um proper um always gotta have your hair straight makeup on nails done When actually I think people are quite shocked when obviously we're covered in dust, covered in goodness knows what, and you know what, we just crack on.
0: I quite like it though. I know it sounds weird, but I kind of like sometimes when you come home and you're covered in muck and (laughs) you get cleaned off, you're like, ah, I've earned that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs)
0: As daft as as that sounds. Um, You know you are saying about when you're just working in retail and it was just sort of turn up, go home, turn up, go home. Um, Do you think that seeing something productive and seeing like a finished uh, product, whether you've done a rewire or a consumer unit or even just changed face plates, whatever it is you've done on that day, do you think that sort of sense of achievement and seeing something physical and productive sort of does some, some kind of inner satisfaction that just makes working in retail a complete no-no?
1: Yeah, 100%. I literally, even now, and I've been in the industry seven years now, even now I get a buzz off, you know, if I've done, an, like, if something works, and I'm like, I know how to do my job. Why should I be so so excited about it? You do though, don't you? you think work, that. You know? yeah. But no, it's um, no, absolutely. Um, I I day in day out, I get that buzz. Oh, don't get me wrong. You you have days where you're not as productive, or you don't feel like you've done a good enough job, or whatever. But we all have days like this. Like, not everyone's amazing all the time. Um, not that I'm saying I'm amazing, but. Like obviously, I know how to do my job. I come across a lot, a lot of issues. Um, so I work in social housing, so a lot of things that I have to rectify. And you know what? One, my one of my favorite jobs is fault finding, and I absolutely love it. And some people hate it, absolutely hate it. But you know what? You know when you realize that you found the fault, and you rectified it, and you sorted it, like sorted it out. The satisfaction is unreal.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people that hate it, love it. I know some people that hate EICRs, some people love them. Some people hate rewires, some people love them. And I think that's the beauty of this industry. There's, there's so much you can do. Um, you, you don't have to sit still if there's something you're not enjoying. Um, th- you said you've been in the industry seven years. So, so sort of tell us about those seven years sort of where you started out to sort of where you are now.
1: Um, so um, I started out literally with my training doing two days a week with my father-in-law and then working full-time at that time. Um, so I was basically working seven days a week for a good two years whilst doing college. It about broke me. Yeah. It was tough. It was really tough because I wasn't getting home. So I did college two nights a week and then so I wouldn't get home until gone nine. And I'd possibly not up been up since five in the morning. So it was a long day. Um, and then in between having to do like coursework and stuff like that, it was, it was hard, but like now looking back, it was so worth it. Um, so I did um, college two days a week for two years. So I did my level two and my level three diplomas. And then I did my regs and then my two um, short courses for my test and inspection at that point as well. And um, so that took me up to, I think, about two and a half years in. Um, and then I took a little bit of a break from studying qualifications um I went to get married and then um bought a house and stuff um. so obviously I needed that solid employment so I couldn't leave the job that I had at that time because obviously I needed to get my house um so as soon as I got my house I started actively looking for a job um and I connected with someone on LinkedIn actually um he was looking for electricians in the Mansfield area um bear in mind I'm best based in Leicester Um, but there was just, I couldn't find opportunities out there and I was writing to people and I wasn't really getting much back Um, and I was about to give up and I was about to, well, I'd applied for a job at um, Openreach, BT and I was like, I just need to get stuck in Um, so I did that but the recruitment process is just horrendous with them so that took a long time so in between time, I managed to be approached by uh, this one on LinkedIn um, and then yeah, I went into an interview, got my CSCEs card, and then yeah, got offered the job pretty, pretty quickly, and and yeah, the, I wouldn't regret that at all. But the travel, because I was traveling to Sheffield every day, was again it was long days, long hours. Yeah. Um, but you know what? If it's if it's what you got to do to get where you need to be, then you do it. Um, so I did that for about just over a year, and then the pandemic hit. Um, so I ended up. So three of us went down to uh, Wales just to do EICRs. So we were down in South Wales for nine months before yeah. I got the job at the housing association that I'm with now in so December. Having to, so. having to
0: stay away from home for that? that
1: yeah, so it was, um so yeah, Monday to Friday we were away. Um, and then, yeah, just come back at weekends. Um, but it was, it was tough. Yeah. yeah I but imagine. I wouldn't regret it because obviously no. I, I've learned a hell of a lot with the, in the time that I was with that company. But I'm a better spark for it now and I would do a lot more work on my own as well now. Um, but I absolutely love the company I work for and I've only been there seven months, but I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Yeah. Where where do you see yourself going from here?
1: Um I want to probably eventually go into supervision. Um and so where I am at the minute, I can then go to senior electrician um and then and then maybe contract supervisor. Um But I want to be on the tools for a good five, five more years, five ten more years, I think, Um, just because of the satisfaction and what you get from it. And then there's potential of having like my an apprentice or something later down the line, um, because the company I'm with is looking to expand and stuff like that. So um, there's definitely potential to obviously pass my passion on to to someone else. So I want to see that through first, and then maybe go into the supervisor that supervisor role. um, definitely
0: later down the line. Yeah, you didn't even hesitate in answering that, which is good. So you, <laughs> so you know, you definitely know where you want to go, which is yeah. a good direction yeah, to absolutely. be Yeah, absolutely. Um, my next question is sort of about the physical aspects of being an electrician. Um, and people, I'm saying people, I know like I've said before, this, is, although this is aimed at women in the sparks, I think people in general um, can be put off from being an electrician because it can be a physical job. It can be quite demanding. Um, so was this ever a factor for you?
1: No, you just go to the gym, work out a bit more, literally. <laughs> yeah. I um, Only yesterday I ripped out five storage heaters.
0: Really? Oh, they're heavy, yeah. they are. They're horrible yeah. things.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I had to rip them out and then it was a third floor flat. So I had to then carry them all downstairs and load my van up and then I take them to the skip and then unload the, the van into the skip. So it is hard graph, but mm. it's so some, rewarding.
0: Some of them have asbestos in as well, don't they? The old ones?
1: Yeah, so I have like um there's an online thing that gives you all the ones that have a like contain asbestos. Yeah. So before I rip them out, I check the obviously the serial numbers and um, to make sure obviously nothing contains.
0: Yeah. I think going off topic here, but talking about asbestos, it's so Scary how how varied an opinion electricians and tradesmen in general have about asbestos. No. Some people, and rightly so in my belief, are afraid of it and they will go belt and braces with the safety and testing and all this kind of thing. And then some people have been like, nah, I've been scraping this off walls and drilling it and hammering it for 30 years without a mask and I'm fine And it, it's terrifying but it, it's such a, a such a stark comparison of how many people are like that
1: no I know yeah my um my um head of uh, department is massive on asbestos and you know what we have it like all our reports readily available to us on an intranet So there is no excuse for us, and if we're in doubt, we just get we tell our our supervisor and we get it tested. There is no excuse. No, no, Um, rightly so. But I know, like some of the lads that I do work with, they're like, "Well, I've been drilling into it for years. I've been the sparky for forty odd years. Like it wasn't an issue back then. So if I've got it, if I've damaged myself, I've already done it. So." It, it think, is a split opinion, I think. Yeah,
0: I'd like to live as long as possible and as healthy as possible. So, <laughs> even it, you know, I don't want any of that in my lungs, to be honest. No. <laughs> so, um, um, do you think some might argue that there are, and this is, I don't want to upset Sparkies here, but some some people might argue there are more physical demanding trades. Um, I'm not going to name any because I'm going to end up <laughs> centre of a nasty argument here, but some might argue that there are more physically demanding trades. Do you think that being an electrician has a good balance?
1: I think so, because you could one day be hauling heaters and then the other day could literally be just changing sockets. I think it is completely varied. Um because you like for me, obviously, I don't deal with industrial cables or anything like that. But some of the lads I know I've spoken to, they're pulling these massive armoured. Like for me, not because I'm a woman necessarily, but they would be heavy and I would struggle. And I know some of the lads do struggle. Um, but I think within the cross, obviously, commercial, industrial, domestic, I think there's such a variety. And I think no matter if you have um issues or anything like that with um, hard, not hard graph, but um, like your ability. Yeah. Then I think it is a good trade because you have got those smaller jobs that you are perfectly capable of that aren't as demanding on your body.
0: Yeah, I've, I've, I've we had, uh, we was in contact with a guy who's got um, some form of disability, but he's, he's in the trade, um, and I, I have been meaning to get him onto the show at some point. So it'd be nice to get, you know, another perspective on, on, on how it can be done um let's talk about how inclusive the industry is we sort of touched on this at the beginning but how do you think whether it's school level media whatever what what do you think can be done to make this industry more inclusive for women
1: i think it's all about our generation now i think we need to pass it down to our children and make them more aware i think parents generally have um a massive influence on their children because you see obviously all all, a lot of comments that come from children or the younger generation are influenced by their parents majority of the time. I do think this needs to be something that is passed down and I think it needs to stop being a man's world and needs to just be an electrical world, a trade world. It shouldn't be gender specific. Um, At the moment I know things aren't going to change overnight, but I think it does come down to us having to pass that on and making it aware I know um Lisa Malloy's doing um written a book um called Molly um Molly in construction and it's basically about obviously it being a gender equality um within a construction site and she's doing really good things um Michaela Wayne and Hayley Roberts are trying to be more aware about more women in in construction and making it more equal like generally um, but it's not going to happen overnight I think it comes in a few factors come into it I think part of it obviously us as a generation when we have children we need to pass that on um, and make it the norm as they say and um, part of it is schools I think getting in early and um, eventually now I've said this on a couple of podcasts now eventually I do want to be in a position to go into schools and talk about my experience and say we've well, I can do it, you can do it. And I want, I want to be that influence, even if it's just one person. Like, I don't care, one little girl. It makes a difference,
0: like, though, doesn't it? I think a lot, well, of, this people, is it. A lot of people, whether it, it's something they've remembered from school or your father-in-law, whatever it is, you, you remember very clearly someone who inspires you all your life. You never forget that.
1: Exactly. So I think it is just down to our, our generation and, I think, schools. And I think eventually we will get there.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is something I've I've banged on about so many times. The the, the the people that edit these videos have had enough of me saying this, but I'll keep <laughs> saying it because because I, I believe in it. That I don't think schools, especially from my generation, they don't do enough to encourage people into trades. Um, they almost saw it as a a dirty thing to do for people who aren't good at maths, which I just completely disagree with. You know, I know some sparkies that are incredible at maths, working out all the values and It's better. It's above me, Um, but I do think I think schools do need to do more to make people aware of trades, especially for women as well.
1: Yeah, I think we need to sort of hit them at end of secondary, end of primary school, going into secondary school because I think they're the most influential age. I think if you make them aware, then they they have no idea what they want to do. But Mm. I think if you plant the seed, almost, and then as they go on, because obviously I'm assuming schools still do like design technology and and all of those subjects, they'll be like, yeah, I can do this. But you need to plant the seed early for it to make a difference in LA to last.
0: What do you, your friends think about this? I know you're saying people should stop being having stigmas, but how has it sort of gone down in your circle that you, you've gone into this industry?
1: They were quite surprised when I yeah. told them. One of them didn't believe me. Really? She was like, no. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Um, but I met with one of my best friends the other day and I met one of her friends and she was like, "Steph is one of the most driven people. Um, and she, I think she's just like really proud that I've just gone and defied odds almost because my friends are, they work for the NHS, they're in the um, art sector, they're teachers, they're not um, they're not, I don't know like trade inspired like I am, I guess um but no they're they're all incredibly supportive and incredibly proud of me which is really lovely
0: that's that's the most important thing I think as well having people around you that are encouraging you're not being like what are you doing that for you know
1: no exactly I get I get frantic phone calls from one of my friends and she's like Steph my thing's just tripped what's happened so I'll FaceTime her I'll talk her through it and yeah it's just really nice to have that support network definitely
0: Are you seeing more trade, more more females in the trades in general? I mean, when you're in, I suppose if you're doing social housing, I don't know if you'd see as many. But I mean, when you're on building sites, especially, you're seeing plumbers, plasterers, brickies, all that kind of thing. Are you seeing more females in other trades?
1: So I used to work for Screwfix, so I definitely I didn't see that many electricians that came in, but I did see um, a fair few, either multi-skilled or um, heating engineers generally. Around where I am, certainly, and there was only one or two other electricians. Um, There's there's not very many in our area still. Um, I try and connect with the ones that I can on uh, like LinkedIn and Instagram and stuff. Um, But no, there's there's definitely not that many at all. Um, So when you do see someone that's local, you're you try and support them as best you can.
0: I think, like we said, it's just. As long as the opportunity there is equal as long as anyone can do it whether that whether women decide to do it or not fine as long as they've got the opportunity and it's exactly. fair for everyone I think that's the most important thing I don't think exactly. any, I don't think anyone should be pushed into it whether you're no. a male female anything whatever as long as you want to do it and the opportunity is there fine brilliant that's how it should be for everything in my opinion
1: yeah I shouldn't, ha- no, I shouldn't have everyone. opinions
0: really because I need to be partial <laughs> but that is my opinion
1: I think I know I think that's it's really important because especially with the um the danger of electricity um I think you have to be 100% in it to be safe and ultimately it comes down to safety because electricity is a dangerous thing
0: exactly you have to be switched on if you're tired if you're not enthusiastic about it that's where mistakes get made and unfortunately mistakes in electric in in electrics can be can be deadly so yeah, yeah exactly um, so safety that's something we have talked about a lot as well um, but before we finish this episode um, I just want to ask what your advice would be to any females thinking about getting into this industry
1: if you want to do it go for it don't worry about the um, opinions that other people have if you are if you're passionate about something then absolutely put 110% into it because you will smash it
0: absolutely so Stephanie thank you for coming on the show
1: no worries, thank you for
0: having me. It's been a pleasure. And we've, we've got another episode with yourself, uh, which will be featured later in the year, which is going to be part of our Job routes for Electricians uh, mini-series. So if you haven't heard me speak about that before, it's a mini-series about the various job routes you as an electrician or aspiring electricians can take. So anything from domestic, commercial, rail, agricultural, engineering, tutoring, We're going to get as many people on the show talking about their experiences in the industry, just so you've got some options, which you have, by the way. So um, that's one to look out for. So anyway, thank you all for watching. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification button, and we will see you next time.